What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hoology Podcast. I am so excited to finally be recording again um, after much love and much support and much encouragement from my loyal listeners, aka my fellow Hoologists. I have decided to make a comeback. Um, They say the third time is the charm, so let's hope this shit really works out and makes you guys just as happy as it did the first time. If you're new here, my name is Destiny. I am 25 years old. I live in Tampa, Florida. I'm single as fuck. I'm pretty toxic, I'd like to say, um, which actually ties into what we're talking about today. But I am just a sexually liberated woman. I don't believe that there is a such thing as a hoe, which is why I decided to create the podcast, Hoology, to discuss some of the most taboo, controversial topics where we can be free, we can ask questions, and if we don't know the fucking answers, guess what? We're going to find someone who does know the answer. Um, I've interviewed strippers. I've interviewed male escorts. I've interviewed friends i've interviewed virgins i've interviewed people that are celibate i've interviewed pretty much a lot of fucking people with some amazing fucking stories and that's what i hope to continue to do here on this podcast so if you're interested um buckle up this first episode is not going to be as raunchy as i've gone before because i'm just trying to get you guys i guess on the same page as where i am right now in life but trust and believe the whole shit is coming. So without further ado, let's get into it. I like to start off each episode with a tweet of the week, which basically ties into what we're going to be talking about today. So the tweet of the week for today says, just because I'm a serial dater and potentially damage people, people assume I'm a fuck boy. Now, the term serial dating, I feel like it directly applies to me. Um, a serial dater is a person that's either always in and out of a relationship. They usually don't stick around for the whole relationship or they just, you know, are constantly in something or talking to someone or with someone. So it appears sometimes it's not always true, but to the serial dater, it is true. Now, how it applies to me directly is I'm a person that um, I like Well, I love love. That's all I'm going to say is I love being in love. I love seeing love, being around love. Um, Obviously, if I'm single now, the shit hasn't always worked in my favor. However, I'm not a person that just woe is me. I give up. I like to keep going. Move the fuck on. Life is short, literally. Um, I don't think that it's very hard for me to emotionally um, detach from a situation once I get into it. And maybe like it doesn't work out. I usually can dictate or figure out what went wrong. And then after I have that clarity, I can move the fuck on. Like, I don't need to like dwell on it and all that. And we'll get into that later, but that's a serial dater and that's how it applies directly to me. I do have some other traits that I would say um, play a huge part in why or how I am a serial dater. Um, I know that I have a horrible, horrible like tendency to self-sabotage and usually it's with a guy who I feel like I don't deserve like I feel like he's too good of a guy um like for example like I will usually do something unintentional or sometimes intentional to purposefully like test my significant other to see if they are like worth it to me 
but then in a way that kind of like validates that I am worthy of them because I feel like maybe sometimes I don't give myself enough credit. Damn, this is like a low-key therapy session, but that's okay. Additionally, I like to also contribute my self-sabotage and serial dating habits to being a Sagittarius. Um, One of my favorite, I guess, like dictations or definitions of a Sagittarius is that we're flighty, we're impulsive, and we're all over the place. They say a Sagittarius will only feel content when they have found someone who does not chase them, but yet runs right alongside them. And that's true. I think being a Sagittarius, even though my best friend Alex, he's going to say, it doesn't matter about a zodiac sign. Yes, the fuck it does. Because all my other Sagittarius friends are just like me. But I think that a part of being a Sagittarius is knowing and recognizing that we can't focus on one thing to save our lives. Literally, if it fucking depended on it. Like, I can't... I could. I'm going to stop saying I can't, but it's been very hard up until now to really just narrow down on one thing. Like I jump around from idea to idea, person to person, like friendship to friendship. Like I was even considering moving out of Florida recently, like, but I've decided to commit to Florida. So that's the first step. But, um, as far as it relates to the episode, I really have just been kind of doing a lot of dating, a lot of serial dating, and I'm kind of wondering why I'm not attracting the type of guy that I feel like I do deserve. And when I say deserve, I mean the type of guy that I don't have to mold him or don't have to like be anybody else. I can just be destiny. And I feel like up until now, I haven't had that. I mean, I would say there's been maybe like two. There's been two guys where I feel like I was 100% myself, but again, I did the self-sabotage thing and it didn't work out. And that's on me at the end of the day. Um, Did they bring things to the table that I didn't like or that also caused us to fail? Definitely. But at the end of the day, I just am wanting to recognize my flaws as I'm now single and dating and trying to figure it all out so that I stop repeating the same mistakes. Now, many people know that I am like a person who boasts about therapy. Like I love that I went to therapy to get my shit together because it really, really, really did help me get my shit together. Up until therapy, your girl didn't even love herself. Like I didn't know that I wasn't loving myself until therapy. And after therapy, I got out of a terrible relationship. My reasoning to him was I choose me at the end of the fucking day and I learned that it's okay to take yourself out of a situation that isn't bringing you joy. And I know some people are probably rolling their eyes like, duh, bitch, why the fuck would you say somewhere where you're not happy? But that's me. I am just that person. And when I get to my list of things, I will explain that to you guys a little bit better. So recently in, I guess, trying to find why I'm dating the way I'm dating, I reached out to my friends for some advice and basically they gave me like a whole like low-key intervention part of the intervention was my best friend basically telling me you have commitment issues and when she said it I'm not gonna lie to you guys I was triggered as fuck I was like excuse me like commitment issues what like I've been in the relationships and this relationship and this was a year and a half and this was a year and a half and it was like and she's like okay but you can't commit to anybody and she's like you say you want a long-term relationship, you meet a guy, he's good for you, you sabotage the relationship, and then you guys break up and you're back in the same spot. She's like, you don't commit to anything or you get scared 
of the fact that they are willing to commit to you and then you mess it up. And when I tell y'all, it was like somebody walked up to me and held a mirror to my face. It literally shook the fuck out of me. And ironically, speaking of mirrors, one of the things that I did with my therapist was she made me get a dry erase marker and write on my mirror in my bathroom five things that I loved about myself. You guys don't understand like how much of like a revelation that was that I couldn't even think of five things, five things that I loved about myself. And she was like, they don't even have to be physical. They can be, you know, mental, emotional, whatever. It was so hard. I mean, now I can tell you like 20 things because I'm that fucking bitch. But my best friend coming to me and saying like, here are your issues. You just don't want to face them. So it kind of triggered me and it kind of made me want to think like, well, fuck, if commitment is an issue, what other flaws, you know, am I having? And are these causing issues with how I'm dating? So I decided I'm going to make a list. And I did. The list was a little bit longer than I had hoped. You know, I thought after loving myself and finding myself that I would, I guess, change or better my dating habits. And I don't think that that's the case. I do love myself, so it's easier for me to get over a breakup. But the part before the breakup is what I should also be focusing on now. I had been saying when this dreaded 2020 that has been terrible, might I add, I had been saying that the word of the year was accountability. I was going to get my shit together in all aspects, work, friendships, school, relationships, because I don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes. That's it. So the word of the year is accountability. I have began to make work changes, like personality-wise, trying to go into work more positive, more happy. Do I hate my job? Absolutely. We all hate something about our job, but I'm trying to not repress that, but get over it because I don't want negativity to rule that aspect of my life. It's work, we all go to work, whatever. And I'm telling you, it has made a significant change. So hopefully me opening up to you guys about this list and just recognizing the ugly truths that I am flawed in when it comes to relationship, maybe it'll inspire you guys. Hopefully you guys are answering um, my Instagram posts where I was asking, what are your flaws? And I'm seeing a lot that I also resonate with. So that's my homework to you. After you listen to this episode, take out an old-fashioned pen and paper. You can type it on your notes if you want to. I use pen and paper. And write down your flaws that you bring to a relationship. It's probably going to be a little bit shocking, but I think it's also very rewarding because you're acknowledging it. So as vulnerable as I'm about to be, this is my list of relationship flaws. One is commitment. Two is imposing my expectations. Three, no one knows me, but I also don't let them in. Four, I'm a chronic overthinker. Five, imposing my views on someone. Six, I'm a chronic compromiser. Seven, I'm an overgiver. Eight, I don't have a set type or standards as far as what I look for or like in a man. I am extremely guarded. Nine, I call myself Bob the Build Him. Ten, I often put myself on the back burner. Eleven, I ignore red flags on purpose. Twelve, I am a toxic tornado. I think that was thirteen actually, but I miscounted. Whatever, there should be thirteen. So yeah, those are my toxic, I guess, traits or my 
my relationship flaws that I have noticed that I continue to do. My number one would probably be ignoring red flags. In my um, previous relationship, I definitely ignored a huge red flag that I should have deaded when it first happened, which was literally the beginning of our relationship. He had brought in a lot of insecurities from a past relationship, as we all have done to someone else. I know after college, when my ex cheated on me, I took that shit in pretty much every other relationship until shit, until I went to therapy and had to address that shit. It's not healthy. And the fact that I chose to overlook it as opposed to like not noticing, I knew and I chose to overlook it. That put extra stress on me because I was constantly feeling like I wasn't enough for him because I was like, well, I know he has these issues, but maybe I'm going to be enough for him to like get over it. And it's not. It's something that he has to deal with. And I think that's very hard on me because you're putting extra stress on yourself and you don't need to and you're also settling so I would say my issues with commitment as I discussed which my best friends pointed out happily my overthinking chronic compromising is another big one for me I'm very quick to adapt to whatever my significant other likes or like their culture or their friend group And I mean, people's friend groups love me, but usually I try to really go out of my way so that their friends can know that like, I'm one of the friends too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm cool too. And really I should be focused on the uh, the person that I'm dating, not worry about their friends group. You know, if their friends like you, don't like you, whatever, that's not really your jobs to make them like you. Your job is to just be you. And I feel like that goes back to my number three point. No one knows me. I mean, I feel like Everyone has different friend groups, but I feel like I have certain friend groups that I tell certain things, right? So I have my one friend group who I can tell my like ratchet, hoe, you know, that kind of life. And then I have my other friends who are more like conservative, who are more reserved, who are more like shy. I don't tell them things that I tell my ratchet hoe friends, (laughs) but I also can admit that I don't have a single person that I tell 100% of everything to. And I don't know if that's just me, but I literally, there's not one person I can say on this earth that knows 100% of the things about me. It's like a puzzle piece. So this person might know, you know, that I love elephants. This person might know that like I struggled with depression and I have attempted suicide. This person may know that I was like sexually assaulted. This person may know that like... I hate chocolate candy. Like, it's like a puzzle piece. So, like, everybody eventually comes together to put destiny together, yes. But I don't have that one person besides myself. And I think that's good and bad. It's good because for a minute there, that's all I had. I had to face and be honest with myself. And I lost myself at one point, and then I found her. And now I have her, and I don't want to lose her again to a guy who's trying to define my worth. And I think maybe that's what I'm getting scared of. I mean, my friend the other day told me when we were having this intervention, she's like, there is no perfect guy. The perfect guy doesn't exist, which goes back to my number two on my list of imposing my expectations. While I don't think there is a perfect guy and I'm aware of that, I also think that I don't want to be forced to settle. There isn't a single relationship around me currently that I see that I want. 
Now, that's not to be shady. That's not to be like, how, oh, if you only knew. No, I just don't see what I envision myself being in a relationship in. Now, does that mean I'm setting my expectations too high? Maybe. Does it mean that I'm being patient with myself? That's another thing that I'm teaching myself is patience. As a serial dater, my patience is very thin. So like when I say that shit's up, it's up. Like it's not a joke. I Once it's done, it's done. Um, but I, I guess I'm trying to teach myself that. I'm trying to be patient and give myself what I feel like I deserve. As much money as I spend on therapy and as much time as I spend on therapy, learning my self-worth, learning how to love myself, I want to keep that shit. Like, I don't want to have to not ever get to be myself again in another relationship. So I think I'm not looking for what's perfect, but I am looking for what matches me. I feel like I know my worth and I just want someone who can see that and I not have to like sell myself for that. Like, I feel like I don't want to, I want to go into whatever next relationship, whether it's short term, whether it's the one, and I want to just be destiny. Like, I don't want to have to put on a persona and just be someone else. And I know a lot of people are probably thinking like, why the fuck would you be anyone else? But it's hard, like as a serial dater, I am, I am an adapter. Like I am scared to let someone else see the full true me. And I feel like I've met someone who I could possibly be just myself with, but then here we are going back to the commitment issues. So it's like a toxic tornado cycle, which is what I mentioned previously. And I don't want to do it anymore. But the question is, how do you break the cycle of your relationship flaws? How do you fix them? You can't just say, okay, today that's it. This is my last non-commitment relationship. I'm going to do this shit. Because that could be the wrong one. I'm an overthinker, so I'm probably overthinking the fuck out of all of this. But also, maybe I'm not. Maybe it's time for me to address these, you know, issues with myself. All I know is it's just very hard and it's a lot being 25 and dating. It's a lot being anything in your 20s and dating. Shit, I feel like 20s is your real midlife crisis. Like... I got to worry about school. I got to worry about work. I got to worry about friendships, relationships. Is my boobs starting to sag? What the hell am I waking up swollen on this side for? Now my back is hurting. Like you go through a lot like in your 20s. And I feel like for all the people that give advice, I just wish they would remember like sometimes you have to remember you were there too. You once didn't know the answers that you know now. And just like the age old saying is, is you can tell a kid the stove is hot, the stove is hot. But until that kid touches the warm or hot stove and remembers that moment, it's not going to be the same as what you went through. So sometimes you have to let your friends make mistakes and sometimes you have to let your friends get hurt and experience pain and be humbled by, you know, these women or be humbled by these men and know that like you're going to be there for them as opposed to like, don't do this. Don't do this. You should have did this. You should have did this. And I appreciate my friends for having this intervention with me because I probably didn't want to have to face these things. But I also hope that they are willing to give me the space that I need to grow into the person that attracts the type of man that I'm looking for. So I guess that's my question for all my listeners out there is where do we grow from here? Not go, but where do we grow from here? We can only go forward. You can only continue to put your best foot forward. Whatever you 
get into as far as a relationship. Maybe you're a serial dater. Maybe you're a serial committer. You know, whatever you take from a last relationship, make sure you don't do that shit in the next relationship. Make sure that you are being honest with yourself, being honest with that person, whether it hurts you or not. Like, you got to forgive people. I'm not saying forget it, but you have to forgive people. Otherwise, they're just going to keep living rent-free. You're going to become insecure and you're going to take that shit to the next relationship. For me, I think I'm going to start taking my time, not being afraid of commitment and not being afraid of opening up. Um, As a person who is open about sex and who is sexually liberated, as I like to say, I think it's hard going into dating because I don't want to let myself be vulnerable because I'm already... I guess psyching myself out of what I'm thinking that they're going to be or say or do. But I really need to give people a fair chance to to show me what kind of person they are and then give them a fair chance to see who I am. So that way I'm not guarded and I'm not fear fearing commitment. So yeah, that's my rant for this first episode. My next episode will be raggedy and hoish and slutty and it's gonna be amazing back to the whole shit that you guys love so much um thank you for listening if you guys have any questions or if you want to tell me your list of relationship flaws if you want to just vent to me you guys know my instagram at it's destiny d-s-t-a-n-y don't misspell it or i will definitely come find you and fight you you guys can also follow me on twitter at it's destiny no period on that one And yeah, we can just be in this toxic fucking dating at 25, 20-something, we'll call it, and just figure the shit out together. So thanks for listening, and see you guys next week.